Okay, well, welcome back, everybody, to another episode of American Soccer Quick Kicks. I'm your host, David Wright. We're right here in the middle of the winter qualifying window for the United States men's national team. We've had mixed results, and it's starting to get a little nerve-wracking. The United States did win their home match against El Salvador on Thursday night. The final score was 1-0, to thanks to a goal from defender Anthony Robinson. It was a night where, of course, we expected to score more against a team like El Salvador. We did not play Ricardo Pepe as expected at the center forward position, and instead we went with Jesus Ferreira, who plays for Dallas, and we played him as a false nine, which means that we weren't really looking for him as a target man to score the goals, but rather to occupy defenders and to play the ball off to other people making runs into the box, kind of being another um, distributor of the ball and playmaker at from that position instead of being just a target goal scorer. And he did a fairly good job with that role, although uh, the big takeaway from the first half was a goal opportunity that he really should have been able to convert. If he had just gone with his left foot, it likely would go in. Instead, he attempted with the outside of his right foot, and it sailed over the bar. And, of course, with that comes a lot of second-guessing, as if somebody else had been playing at that spot instead of the surprise start for Ferreira, then maybe we take uh, an earlier lead, and perhaps we uh, have a little bit more comfortable of a night. As it is, we are able to squeak by and get the three points at home. And on that same night, the fourth-place team, Panama, lost their match. So that gave us a little bit of some breathing room for this window. It meant that we didn't really have to get seven points in order to kind of hold our ground. And and it basically afforded an opportunity mathematically for us to be able to go to Canada and not get any points and still be alive. Well, that is exactly the situation we're in. We went to Canada on Sunday, played in very cold conditions on artificial turf, and we looked mostly flat and uninspired in the attack. We were mostly solid in the defense, although we did give up a late counterattack well into extra time at the end of the match. We ended up losing 2-0. to So where does that leave us? Well, that leaves us right again in second place. Canada remains undefeated, and they're starting to separate from everybody else. They're in first place at the top of the group, and full congratulations to Canada. This is a historic run for them. However, the results in other places, including a come-from-behind victory for Panama on Sunday, it looked like they were once again going to drop points, but no, they came from behind and they scored. And with us taking the loss, we remain only one point separated from that fourth-place team. So, So Canada is in first place, and then the United States and Mexico are level on points, but, but the U.S. has the tiebreaker edge. So technically, the United States is still in second place. Mexico's in third. But one point behind them is Panama. So what this means is that our margin for error is gone. We only have four qualifying matches left. We have one tomorrow night, Wednesday night, this week, is a home match against Honduras. It is one where we should win but we absolutely must win. All of our margin of error is gone. We have one more qualifying window after this. It will only include one home match, and that will be against Panama. So that is shaping up to be a huge night. But also in that window, we still have to play our two toughest remaining road matches. We have Costa Rica in Costa Rica, and then we have to go to Mexico. We still have not played down there. Both of those are gonna be tough, And that Panama team is the team that's pushing the top three in this group for that final qualifying spot. So we must, we must win our home matches this week, tomorrow night against Honduras, in the next window against Panama. 
and then we must do better on the road than we have shown yet in any of these qualifying matches. And we have to do it against the toughest opponents. So this is going to be nerve-wracking, okay? It's, this is all about qualifying for the World Cup. We missed the World Cup in 2018. It set our program back, and it was embarrassing. Since then, the amount of American talent that has matured and that has moved to Europe and has found starting places in the top clubs in the world, it's been amazing, okay? We have players on our team that play for Chelsea, Barcelona, Juventus. We have... We're, we're selling Americans to Europe in every window. MLS just set a record for the number of outgoing players, incoming transfer fees, selling kids to Europe. It's been an amazing thing to watch. We have an unprecedented level of talent on our roster right now. The club pedigree for our roster is absolutely incredible. However, we're not really seeing us come together as a team and creating dominating performances like you might expect. And at some point, some of this pressure is going to land on Greg Berhalter. You expect a coach to be able to get better performances out of players that have these kind of resumes. And right now, we're not seeing it. One thing I think we saw against Canada, and I think it's starting to become clear, is a shortcoming of the, these Berhalter-led teams, is that we put such a focus on the system he wants to play we have such specific ideas of how to play positionally, right, when we're in possession, kind of like when we're in our half-court game, that we're missing opportunities for transition. We, don't, we are letting opportunities to exploit a weakness in a moment, to go forward quickly with a through ball, playing that fast-break game. We're letting those opportunities go by in favor of settling into our positional play and trying to create something methodically. And I think we have to be a little bit more aggressive and a little bit more open to those moments where forget about the system, forget about finding your position in relation to each other on the field, and just exploit that channel, press that defender who's out of position, and try to create something on the break when the other team is disorganized. And we're, we're taking those moments and we're just letting them go by. We're giving the other team a chance to reset while we try to set up our methodical positional play offense. And I think that's something that we're going to have to be better about, more aggressive-minded, more attack-minded, more transition-minded. The other thing that I saw in this match, and I think it, it led directly to Canada's first goal against us, which came very early, it was the heavy ball. Like, there were so many balls that were intended to be played long that were left short. We saw this over the course of the entire match. We saw it from both teams. But in this first early goal from Canada, it unfortunately came to the expense of U.S. goalkeeper Matt Turner, who played the ball long on a restart, on a goal kick, and it fell short. It didn't, it didn't reach uh, Zardes at the top of the pitch where he was aiming, and Canada was able to jump on it and immediately come right back down our throats with a one-two combination play on transition and was able to score that, that early goal. And um, I blame this entirely on the cold weather. I think that a cold, heavy, hard ball can uh, hurt long balls, can hurt the long game. And, we, and this was just one moment that ended up costing the U.S., but this pattern of these long balls falling short can actually be seen throughout the match from both teams. Now, this was a match in Canada. It was always going to be played in Canada, so I can't really blame the U.S. for playing in cold conditions for this particular match. However, our home matches, we do have control over where they're played, and we've chosen to play in similar conditions. For example, tomorrow night, it could be even colder in Minnesota than where it was in Hamilton on Sunday. And I don't understand. I firmly come down on the side of being against trying to play these winter games in extreme winter conditions in northern cities outdoors. I don't think whatever advantage we may gain from playing Central American opponents 
in these frigid conditions. I think that whatever advantage there is there is neutralized by the fact that our guys have to play in it too. And soccer is just not very easy and it's certainly not very fun when it's about nine degrees outside. So I would rather just play in normal conditions, play a normal game, and let's see how our guys do. All right, guys, this is it. I mean, we are coming to toward the end of qualifying and there are no guarantees. Yes, we're still in second place but we are very much in danger of losing out again. The idea of missing a second World Cup in a row with these particular players, it is horrifying to consider, but it is a very, very real possibility. And we're pretty much at the point where we must win tomorrow night. Now, that should be easy to do. Our opponent is Honduras, which only have three points, and they are at the very bottom of the table. They are the worst team in this batch of qualifying teams. They're, they're at the bottom with only three points, and we're playing at home, and so I expect us to be able to win. We must win, but I think we will. However, here comes the question. Who are we going to play? Because this is a three-match window. It's very hard for players to play three games inside a week. And we've had some people pick up injuries, such as Tyler Adams. But who are we going to play? Are we going to rotate some of these players off? Because we largely played our best squad on both of these first two games. So who does that leave us available for the third game when it's a must win? Are we going to rotate because we need fresh legs? And are we willing to trust our second string players in a must win situation? Now, the opponent is the weakest opponent we could possibly ask for, so we have that going for us. But it is a question that Burhalter is going to have to get right, and we'll see what will happen. This game is going to be played tomorrow night on FS1. I hope you'll join me in watching this soccer match. It is absolutely vital. It's a huge match for the U.S. We cannot afford to lose it. And when we get on the other side of it, we will see where we stand in terms of qualifying and what we're going to need to get out of that final window that's coming up very soon. So until then, watch some soccer with me, and I'll talk to you next time.